Welcome to the TCU Chi Alpha podcast, where we share sermons, interviews, and other resources that encourage and challenge students as they follow Jesus on campus. So we've been talking about Missions Month, right, for the last last week and a little bit before that. And uh, last week we talked with the missionaries and heard from them about how we can go and make disciples of all nations, right? How God died for the whole world. Jesus died for the whole world. He loves the whole world. And, uh, and then one of the things that the missionaries said I thought was super cool. They said, hey, don't wait until you're like 20 years old, 30 years old, you know, to start doing this and living out the Great Commission. Start today. Start where you are. And, uh, and so you might be thinking like, how do we share Jesus? I don't know how to start today. I don't even know what that looks like as a student. Maybe even some of us are like, what do you mean when you say sharing Jesus? And what we mean when we say sharing Jesus is literally just talking to others about Jesus, talking to others about his sacrifice on the cross, talking to others about how your life has been changed by Christ and how other people's lives can be changed by Christ as well. And, uh, and how do you say like, man, I really want to share Jesus with my friends. I just don't know really how, or I don't know what that looks like. I think that for those of us who've maybe walked with Jesus for a while or who've really radically encountered him, we want to do that. We just don't really know how. And so that's what I'm hoping to kind of talk about today is just some practical ideas of how do we share our faith with others? How do we talk about God? I want to share with you a story, an experience that I had as a student, okay? So um, I was a math major, which was a really small department at my school, and it meant that we were in all the same classes every semester for my entire, like, career in college. And there was this one girl in my classes, we'll call her Sally, and uh, Sally was the type of girl that came in, she sat down, she didn't talk to anyone, she wasn't looking to make friends in class, you know what I mean? She was never rude, she just wasn't very friendly. Um, and I remember one, one in like junior year, like spring semester, so we've been in classes for years, like um, I was sitting down with a friend in like a study lounge and we were working on some math homework and we're like, man, I do not understand this problem, I don't know how to get it. We were talking to each other, we kept failing at it. And who walks up but Sally? She like overheard us, she was like, hey, do you need help with that problem? We were like, yes, we do, actually. And it was so cool, she like sat down, she helped us with the problem, she showed us how to do it, she explained it, and we're like, dude, you haven't talked to us in three years, this is so cool, thank you so much. You know, we didn't say that, but I'm thinking that. Um, and so I was like, this is so cool, thank you so much for helping me. And uh, she like went to, she stood up and went to leave and she was like, she paused kind of awkwardly and she was like, do you have a church home? And uh, I was like, I do actually, like I'm super involved in this organization called Chi Alpha. I'm a small group leader. I go to this church on Sundays and really love it. And uh, she kind of stopped. I could tell she didn't know what to do with that response. I think she thought that I wasn't Christian or that I wasn't saved, which I was like, oh, I don't know what that means about me. But anyways, she, uh, she kind of stopped and she was like, well, I'd love to see you at mine next week for Easter. And she hands me a pamphlet that talks about how um, you're going to hell and things like that. And she, before she leaves, I just was kind of like, uh, okay. And then before she left, she said, we sing all the songs your grandparents used to sing. I'd love to see you there. And she turned around and walked away and never talked to me again. And uh, it was like, I'm not even using this story because it's a good story. Like, it actually happened. This was an actual encounter that I had in college. And, uh, and we can kind of think sometimes that this encounter is what it means to share Jesus, that it has to be this, like, really intense moment, this really awkward moment. Because when, when we reflect as a group on that experience, it was awkward, right? It was a little uncomfortable. It was a little insincere feeling, right? Like, this cool thing that she did of helping me then became like, oh, you didn't actually 
want to help me. You just wanted to share the gospel. And here's what I know about Sally. I really respect the fact that she had a passion for people to know Jesus. I just think her method wasn't maybe the best or the most sincere feeling. And it definitely didn't make me want to join her at a church. And so I think that um, when we look at Christianity and at trying to share Jesus, a lot of us wonder, how do we do it without making it feel like that? Making it feel insincere, making it feel weird or uncomfortable. And, uh, and I think Jesus did this. I think that in Scripture, there's examples of this all over the place. So I want to kind of address that. So there's a story in John 1, John chapter 1, verses 40 and 46. It says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the men who heard what John said and then went to follow Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip, and he said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, We've found the very person that Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. And I love this response. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael. Could anything good come from Nazareth? And I, I just translated, Baylor, could anything good come from Baylor? Right? Like, he's just like, ugh, I don't like them. Uh, but anyways, and then he said, Philip just said, come and see. Just come and see. And, uh, and the reality is these guys, Nathaniel and Peter, knew Jesus because a friend brought them to Jesus. And when you look at the New Testament, Peter was actually, so there are th three primary authors of the New Testament, which is Paul, Peter, and, um, oh man, I'm blanking on the third. And what? John, yeah. So like, but ba basically the majority of the New Testament was written by two guys, Peter and Paul. And this is Peter. So the guy who really was a foundational part of building the church. The reason that he encountered Jesus is because his brother went and got him and said, come and see, come and see Jesus, come and meet him, look who I've found, okay? Um, and I think this is the way that God intended for us to share about Christ. I think this is the way he intended for us to do it, is just to make friends and introduce them to the Jesus that we found, okay? Uh, so I want to give some practical tips on how we can do that, how we can take friends, relationships that we have, friends that we know, and we can introduce them to Jesus, okay? So the first one's going to feel like a Jesus juke, and it's pray for them. <laughs> it's going to feel like a Jesus juke because it kind of is, but it also isn't. But we should be praying for the people that we know that don't know Jesus. Um, we should pray to God on their behalf. We should pray for opportunities to share our faith with them. We should pray for God to open their hearts to the things that we are sharing. We should pray God created them. God knows them personally. And so he's going to know what's going to work, the ways that they're going to hear about Jesus that are going to really respond to. And so we should be asking God for ideas on moments that we could share with them, ways that we could share with them that are going to be uniquely tailored to them. So the first thing that I want to say before we get into any of the more practical tips is just pray for them, okay? Be praying and asking God how to reach out to them. The second thing that I would say is reach out in relationship. I think that sometimes we think that like, oh, sharing the gospel means like walking up to a stranger in the blue and being like, hey, your shirt's red. Reminds me of the blood of Jesus. Are you saved? 
don't do that. That's weird, okay? It might work, but most of the time people are just like, that was, that was a weird encounter. Um, but that's not the way I don't think that God intended for us to do it. I really think uh, that he intended for us to do it in the context of relationship. So do share about Jesus in the friendships that you're already in and the friends that you're constantly making during your time at school. Um, share about Jesus in the context of relationship. Okay, the next thing I would say is in those relationships, talk about Jesus early and often. So that's something that we say in Chi Alpha, Jesus early, Jesus often. And what that means is that early in the relationship when you make a friend, just talk about Jesus and do it frequently, okay? Um, don't wait for like the perfect moment to share Jesus. So like think about like me and Kezia, we've been hanging out since her freshman year, right? And what if we're like hanging out like every week, every two weeks for like six months. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, my husband, Andrew, and my kids. And she was like, you have a husband and kids? And I was like, oh yeah, did I, did I not say anything about them before? No, that would be so weird, right? They'll be like, bro, why didn't you talk about them sooner? Aren't they important to you? Like, why didn't you say anything? That would be a weird moment, right? Uh, to not to have this whole huge relationship that you didn't talk about. Well, how often do we do just that with Jesus? How often do we wait for like six months or a year of being in friendship with someone and then all of a sudden we're like, hey, it's Easter. I should probably invite you to come to church with me. So there's this guy, Jesus, that's really important in my life and I'd really like for you to come with me. I'd kind of be wondering like, if he's that important, why haven't you talked about him before? Like, why is it just now coming up after we've been friends for a year? And so do it early in the relationship and do it frequently, okay? Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be like this huge moment. It can even be so simple as, you know, every day in class, people are like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? Well, actually, I went to church yesterday and it was a really cool message about anxiety. And it really struck me because I've been really worrying about this class and how I'm going to make this class work, right? And then you move on and it's not weird. Like, it's just you talking about your life, Okay. Um, I think we think it's awkward and it's more, it's less awkward than we think it is, okay? Um, because I think that we sometimes as, as followers of Jesus, we think that we have this burden of like, I have to convince them in this one conversation that they should follow Jesus and then we have to pray the sinner's prayer together in this moment in the front row of the class and then that's how you reach people. When really I think if we'll change our perspective from one conversation that culminates in salvation, we can instead have a perspective of between most people that don't know Jesus and Jesus, there's this wall. There's something that's keeping them from Jesus, right? So they don't yet follow him. They may not yet know him. And so between Jesus and this person, there's a wall of maybe misunderstanding, of past hurt, whatever may be going on that's keeping them from knowing Jesus. And you as a follower of Jesus, you're not trying to slam that entire wall down in one conversation. What you're trying to do is have interactions with this person, conversations with this person where you're actually talking about Jesus that take one brick out of the wall between them and Jesus. That one brick at a time, over weeks of conversation, over different interactions, you're taking out brick by brick the wall between them and Jesus so that they have a more clear picture of Jesus and they know who it is that you're talking about. And I think that helps take some of the pressure off of this, uh, this idea of sharing Jesus, that you should be talking about him enough that they know you follow him. They should hear you talk about Jesus in your faith. But it's also just this one step at a time, building a relationship and putting, taking that wall out between them and Jesus. And, uh, and I think that the big idea in this that helped me just a few years ago, I kind of stumbled upon this idea that I should be the same in all contexts. 
that whether I am like hanging out on campus with some new person that I've met at Chick-fil-A or I'm sitting in my church small group on a Wednesday night with my friends that are already following Jesus, that I should talk in the same way and share the same type of stories. So for example, you know that like when you're sitting with your Chi Alpha friends or your friends who are Christian, you might be like, they might be like, hey, how was your day? And you might be like, dude, this morning was awesome. I had an incredible time reading my Bible and it was really impactful for me. And, uh, you know, you would share that, right? If you were sitting in a room with your Christian friends and then we get in with our class friends and they say, how was your morning? And you're like, good, woke up early and like got to class on time right? But why do we filter ourselves? Why do we change the way that we talk depending on the room or the environment that we're in? Uh, I think that when it comes to our faith, we should be the same in every context. We should talk about the things that are important in our lives, uh, whether we're with our like Christian friends or with our friends that don't yet know Jesus. Um, and so if, if, uh, if you prayed and you were begging God to help you understand material on the test, and then you made an A, share that with your friend. Don't just be like, man, I'm so pumped I made an A on that. You could say like, man, I really prayed that God would help me pass this test. And I didn't only pass, I got an A. I'm pumped, right? Share it with your friends. Don't feel like you have to filter your faith from people that don't know him. And the next thing is just be a good friend. Be a good friend, okay? Uh, be present in their life. So don't just be friends with them in class or like when you see them in the hallway of your dorm. Um, just hang out with them intentionally. Hang out with them with purpose. Uh, what are you already doing that you could invite them along on for the sake of becoming a better friend with them and beginning to invest in them as a friend? So do you go to the rec? Are you like a hardcore weightlifting person and you're like, man, I wake, I wake up early and I work out every, every weekday, right? Could you invite someone along with you? Is there someone that maybe you're trying to invest in friendship? And what would it look like to say, hey, you want to come to the rec with me? And then during that time, just befriend them, talk to them about life, but also have opportunities to talk to them about your faith. Are, are you like an avid football person that gets there like four hours before? Standing in a line is a great time to make friends. Like just hanging out, waiting to get in the game, right? Same thing for the basketball game, whatever. Like what are you already doing that you could invite people along with you um, that don't yet know Jesus with the intention of building a friendship with them? And, uh, and while you're with them, I'm going to challenge you, actually listen to them. A good friend actually listens to what they're saying. So think about your interactions with them. Are you asking them questions? Are you legitimately trying to learn about their life and understand them as a person? Or are you just kind of like waiting for your next chance to share your story? Or counting the moments, waiting for the moment to share Jesus? Like that feels insincere, okay? So be a real friend. Really listen to them. Ask good questions. Listen to what they're answering and learn about them as a friend. Another thing about being a good friend is care about the things they care about, okay? So maybe they really love Korean dramas, right? Ask them what it is they love about those shows. Ask them, hey, you want to watch one with me? I would love to, I would love to watch one. Show me one if I, I've never seen one before. Um, or maybe they're huge basketball fans. What would it be like, hey, I know you're going early to get that like hat that they're giving out for the basketball game. I'll go with you. I'll go with you so you're not standing alone in that line. Um, go with them and, uh, and because real friends enter into each other's lives, okay? Um, you're not, it's going to be hard to win someone to Jesus who you're not a real friend with. And so enter into each other's lives because real friends care about things that are important to others. Not just because you want to see them know Jesus. 
don't do it for that reason alone. We do want to see them know Jesus, but we should care about them as a friend and want to know them to know Jesus, not just have them be a project, okay? Like if I could say anything to you in this, don't make people a project. They can see right through that. Learn to really love them, pray for them, be a true friend to them. And uh, I will add one thing. Uh, as you're trying to like share your faith with people, um, invite yourself into their lives, but not into their sin, okay? So um, people who don't know Jesus yet, they're probably not going to have a, a conviction to follow his laws. And that's okay because they don't know his laws. They don't, a lot of them probably don't actually know what they should be doing because they don't know Jesus. And that's okay because they don't know him. But you do know Jesus. And so if you know Jesus, you should be following his laws. Um, so it's being friends with people who don't know Jesus doesn't mean you have a liberty to enter into the things that they're doing that you know are in opposition to what God has called you to do as a follower of Jesus. So live in the way you're called to live. Let them be where they're at. And just I would just say, don't expect them to live by the rules of a Savior that they haven't yet chosen. Okay? Don't make them feel like less of a person because they are not living the same way you're living, okay? You can live in the way you're called to live. You can love them where they're at, and they will see, hey, why is your life different? Why do you not come to the club with me? Why do you not? Whatever it is, like, let them be where they're at, but also live in your convictions and know that you can bridge that gap uh, without entering into their sin. And uh, I want to spend some time, like, really pressing into some practical things that we can do, um, but I want to close with this idea and this thought that the reason you're sitting in this room is that someone loved Jesus enough to share with you. Someone loved Jesus enough to share, and someone loved you enough to share. And maybe you're like, well, I, I was raised in a Christian home. Okay, then someone loved your parents or your grandparents or your great-grandparents enough to share Jesus with them, okay? The only reason that any of us follow Jesus is because someone shared, someone invited us. And the reality is someone said like, hey, come and see, come and see this Jesus I found, come and meet the Savior. Uh, because the, the reality is Jesus, just like we talked about last year, Jesus loves everyone. Jesus loves the whole world. He died for the sake of the whole world to be in relationship with him. In Hebrews, it says, for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. And the joy that was set before him was people, was relationship with people and reconciling us as sinners and fallen people with God. That was the whole reason he went to the cross. And he found joy in going to the cross because it meant he could be with people. Jesus loves your doormates. He loves your classmates. He loves the people in that organization that you're in. Uh, he loves your friends. And Andrew, Lydia, Kimber, and I, we're pastors, but we're not friends with your friends. So we're not sitting in the class you're in. We're not able to be in, you know, an econ or, or whatever. Like, we can't sit there and meet those people. And the reality is a lot of them are never going to come here to the chapel, or they may not come to a life group, but you are in their lives. You have an opportunity that no pastor, none of us do, and also no pastor in town. Like Christ Chapel College, those pastors are not sitting in your dorm. They shouldn't be. Um, they, they're not sitting in your dorm, right? Like they're not in your classes. That No pastor has the opportunity to reach into the context that you are in right now, as well as in the context that you're in when you graduate. 
when you're a nurse, when you're a doctor, when you're a teacher, when you're a businessman, you are interacting with people that may never come into a church and that a pastor may never meet. Because God called you to reach out to them. God called you and put you in, your, in their lives and that you may be the only one in their lives that could share with them the hope of Jesus. So I just want to challenge us. Like, are we willing to do this for Jesus? Because Jesus finds joy in reconciling people to God. Are we willing to risk discomfort to share Jesus with those around us? Maybe an awkward conversation, maybe, you know, not knowing exactly what to say. Are we willing to risk it for the sake of someone knowing Jesus? Thank you for listening today. We'd love to connect with you beyond this podcast. If you want more information about TCU Chi Alpha, visit tcuxa.com. God bless and go Frogs.